Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and joining me, as he always does, is my very good friend, Tim. Hello, Frank. How are you? Trying to keep healthy, man. Trying to just just doing the social distancing, staying inside, and uh, washing hands a lot. How about you? you? You staying healthy and safe? Oh, yeah. Well, Frank, you know, as a bunch of nerds, we're real good about social distancing already. So it's true. It's know, true. It's kind of an introvert's dream. Going uh, outside. What? Yeah. Frank, we, we podcast over the Internet as it is. That's right. So. That's right. We're we're equipped for this. We, we will have no disruption in service. You know, as long as we are happy and healthy, we will. We can keep going. So um, that's right. We are doing this in the comfort of our own respective homes. That is correct. That is correct. But Frank, I am so glad to be here to talk about Supergirl. So let's dive right in, shall we? Sounds good. Would you like to help me open the mailbag? Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Frank, it's so heavy. Wow. You yeah. really had to exert yourself this time. I feel like no, I would try to lift it with just my pinky. Okay, there we go. You know, it's be- okay. There we yeah. go. Phew. I was getting worried. You know, I I think maybe because you're staying home so much, you're kind of the, the mus- muscles are atrophying. You're not. Yeah. It's like I'm in zero G right now. <laughs> <laughs> just floating along, no muscles. <laughs> All right. Well, you got to you you just pick up like a like a five pound weight and just just flex that the entire time, so you can close the mailbag at the end of the end of the segment. But uh, and he has a five pound weight right there. There we go. There we go. There we <laughs> it's go. Actually, it's actually an old. It's camera. an old camera. Yeah. But All right. They're, they're heavy, Franks. So. They are. That's true. Probably does weigh about five pounds. Well, um, we do have some email. I want to say thank you to everyone who emails us at mail at supergirltvtalk.com. For next week's episode, I would really love, you know, we always do um, follow up right on, on the previous week and sort of close the loop on, on discussions from the previous week. This week's episode covered some really serious themes um, and some things that are, I think, very, very real to um, the trans community. And obviously, you know, to those who don't know, Tim, neither Tim nor I are members of the trans community. I, I feel like we'll, we'll have some discussion uh, about this in, as part of the episode. But I want to hear from folks who are more personally touched by the story uh, from this week's episode. So please send us your, your feedback because we want to hear from you and we'll share it. Uh, on next week's show, mail at supergirltvtalk.com. And as much as you're comfortable sharing, you know, keep things anonymous. If you don't want us to share your name or, or, or whatever, or if you want to change names, whatever, um, uh, w- to whatever level of comfort you feel like sharing your personal stories. But I would love to hear some stories and hear how that episode, how this imp- episode impacted you. So just a note about that. Um, so we'll, we'll cover that on, on next week's uh, episode if we if we get notes um, about it. But in the meantime, uh, I do have a note here from Evan. Evan asks us uh, about Crisis. Hey, guys, I was thinking about Crisis and realized that any of the universes we know could have changed in the event. Do you have any post-Crisis headcanons for the universes we'll probably never revisit? Mine involves the Nolanverse. In my post-crisis Nolanverse headcanon, Two-Face went to Arkham instead of dying, and Batman was never framed and never quit. Dark Knight Rises no longer exists, and the Christian Bale Batman still operates, but with a fully-fledged Bat family. 
John Blake was wiped from existence because he's a cheap cop out for not for having Robin, but not really. I also have a Supergirl related question. Well, let's let's start there. Um, let's let's let me pause there and, and stick with the uh, the head cannon. Do you have any any head cannons for any other universes that we maybe um, ha- haven't seen or might not revisit post crisis? Oh man, I that is a great question. I'm going to say in my head canon that um, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin were erased from the timeline. Even though I kind of like Batman Forever, it's fine, it's whatever. Mm. Um, but it, but Michael Keaton continued on his Batward Batward journey. Nice. Um, and those and the Joker and Penguin. And Max Shrek, because I like him, didn't die in those films. Okay, and they continue to wreak havoc, and so we can continue uh, the Burton verse nice. version of of Batman. Nice. I think those, that, that would be my big one. For me, but, it would be uh, that uh, Superman three and four never happened, and mm. instead, the Christopher Reeve Superman went on adventures that were more uh, that were that were based on uh the adventures of superman george reeves and the fleischer cartoons i i, I like to think that superman 3 and 4 never happened he just he went off in like the 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 continuities of fleischer and george reeves and christopher reeve were all melded into one and christopher reeve won in all those adventures Ooh, that would be pretty cool i also would have liked to have seen christopher reeve go on some spacefaring adventures yeah like i would have loved like early 80s dark side with christopher reeve that'd be interesting yeah that would have been very weird i want to see christopher reeve wearing the fleischer suit oh that would have been cool Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah good stuff cool stuff fun that's a fun question so thank you evan and the other the other piece supergirl related question if you were to recast jeremiah and pick up that storyline which superman or dc alum would you choose hmm i think that's an interesting one I would probably go with Tom Welling to to be Jeremiah. To be Jeremiah, yeah. I feel like he might just be a tad too young to be Jeremiah, um, but I can see I can see where your why your brain would go there. Mm-hmm. Superman alum, you know. I my first thought was weirdly John Shea. Oh, like that's I good. Be, I thought it would actually just be kind of fun to have the Lex Luthor of that same universe become um be Jeremiah become Jeremiah that would be kind of fun so I would say I'll stick with John Shea yeah interesting interesting I like that I like that Tim Daly also comes to mind oh actually yeah no I changed my answer to <laughs> I would for that matter I say that because yeah. I would love to reserve John Shea for like a a uh a cross a crossover like mm. crisis of multiple Lexes and have John oh, Shea sure. and Michael Rosenbaum and John Cryer all meet each other and, and sure. work together. You know, if that's the case, I would reserve Tim Daly even for something Superman related. True. And I would I would offer George Newbern. Oh, the, nice. I know, like that. Yeah. That yeah. good but not as good voice of Superman. Right. Yeah. Right. That right. would be okay. Yeah. Sorry, George. Yeah. Sorry. You understand. Just, he, he was kind of a mean Superman. He was kind so, of a mean Superman. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. He was kind of mean. Yeah. So he was very serious. Yes. Most of the time. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Uh, well, that is Evan. Uh, one more that comes from Leslie. Leslie and I put out the call last week for um, references, uh, the references to Superman, the movie that happened uh, early on in 
in the series, in the Supergirl series, and we couldn't remember where it happened. My friend Derek over on Superman and Lois TV Talk um, was really, really looking for the answer to this. It was driving him crazy. He was watching all sorts of episodes. Leslie thinks she found it, and I, I want to hear if anyone else has thoughts on this, too. So Le- Leslie says, the reference to Superman in the movie occurs in The Adventures of Supergirl by Wynn. So that's season two, episode one. After the 13-minute mark of the episode, Wynn asks Superman, when Lex Luthor set off the earthquake in California, did you gauge the focal depth with your x-ray vision? Hopefully this is the reference you were looking for. Thank you, Leslie. I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm going to share this with Derek. I think, Derek yeah, I think that's right. Derek says that he watched 201, but maybe he wasn't paying attention. He was pretty convinced that it was James that made the reference, so maybe he wasn't paying attention when Wynn spoke because he was looking for a James reference. I think you found it. So thank you, Leslie. I'm going to run this by Derek, and we're going to uh, we'll report back, uh, and we'll probably talk about it. I think we're going to be recording a new Superman and Lois TV talk uh, in the upcoming week, Ooh. so we'll probably talk about it over there as well um, if you want to if you want to check that out too but um, thank you thank you very very much Leslie for uh, for sending that in and thank you to everyone who sends in emails at mail at supergirltvtalk.com we love you we appreciate you uh, everything that you do um, really means a lot to us so thanks uh, I think we can close up the mailbag you've been pumping iron good yeah I have that sounds a lot good. easier that went well, a lot, I mean, I, a lot easier this time. Pushing it back on the shelf is a lot, yeah, you know, easier. But you know what? My arm is so strong now. I'm like that guy in that Shyamalan movie where he only works out one arm and the other. Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. Yeah, whatever that shape, not shape of water. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's that's my pal Guillermo. Uh, yeah, I don't right. know. Doesn't matter. That, Frank, I'm not. I'm not up him. on my Shyamalan. So, sorry. Um, okay. Let it. It wasn't the last Airbender. No, 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 no. This is it is legitimately. It was the one before he did Airbender. Yeah. I think it was like when he was in his downward spiral of yeah. filmmaking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, and frankly, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Well, no, you no, look you it look up. It, you look it up because I'm gonna talk about this episode. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. Which is season five, Frank? As you know, because we're well into it now. Season five, episode fifteen, entitled "Reality Bites." B Y T E S, because you know puns and stuff. It's good. Written by Dana Horgan and Jay Fairbear, directed by Armin V. Kavorkian. This Frank is a dream team of Supergirl of um, of Supergirl creatives right here. They're well established. They've been working on the show for a while now, and you can sense in the episode their level of commitment, importance, and uh, creativity, I think, in this episode. This is a four out of five for me, Frank. Ooh, Frank nice. Us. Yeah, yeah. We never rate actual episodes, but I, I, I was playing around with the format of the notes. Uh, this one, and this is a good old, this is a good old four out of five for me. I think nice. this is not um, Lex Luthor, my way, great, but pretty close. Pretty close. You know? Yeah, nice. very different. This is a solid, this was a solid episode. I I, I definitely, uh, there was a lot more to, to um, grasp onto in this episode than I think there was last week. Um, and I feel like Armin, so Armin is the is the VFX guy, right? He, he runs mm-hmm. the, the VFX shop that is across all, all these shows. He's been directing several, uh, uh, he's directed several, a couple episodes now. And I feel yeah. like his episodes are always pretty strong. He's one of those directors you can count on for a strong episode. Well, you know, he utilizes his effects 
pretty well too. Like the, even the first intro, like we'll start with that was a good bit because it's my first good bit was the North Pole land with the si- giant Siberian tiger and the snowman. Like the first shot is the snowman, like the snowman spinning and waving. And I was like, wow, that is that's re- like that's really good. Really, watch really good. Jack Frost now or yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, like last week we opened with uh, Game of Thrones. And this week we right. opened with uh, the Golden Compass or whatever. Like this is uh... sure, sure, that's close <laughs> enough. Yeah. What's uh, what's what's next week? Is it going to be like Lord of the Rings? Like what what, what do we got? Yeah, um, maybe. I like this. I like this this beginning thing. By the way, uh, side note, and uh, Shyamalan, were you thinking of Lady in the Water? Yes, that's okay. the one. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water. Um, thank you. You said. Um, you know, I or I said Jack Frost. It made me think of that Campbell Soup commercial. Do you remember that old one? Oh, with, like the guy they played that forever. In? Yeah, oh, it was a classic. Great, that was a great one. That's cl- I still want Campbell. Yes, soup. Well, you know, I feel like for years the that around the holidays you always saw that Campbell Soup commercial and the uh, Hershey Kisses uh, We Wish You a Merry Christmas Bells commercial, and you still see that one. But the Campbell's one yep. seems to have gone uh, into the sunset. I'm going to put a link to the Campbell's commercial. Uh, uh, in the uh, in the show notes because that that one that's like my childhood you know and I uh, I love that commercial that one's good you always see the uh, M M&M and M Santa ones too like they do exist that's right that's yeah. right those have been around for a so long time cool. as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah but anyway getting wrapped up in North Pole Land because it was so great want to go back there um but anyway yeah I enjoyed that and I thought the effects were were quite strong in in North Pole Land so uh, what what's your uh, what's your good bit. Um, for me, uh, there were, there were some quite good bits. Um, I really did enjoy, oh, you know what I enjoyed? Uh, and I'm not really even much, this is, I hope I'm not stealing this from you, but, uh, I enjoyed the Harry Potter reference, uh, where she called him Ollivander with the, uh, with the, the weapon, the hand of fate or whatever it's called. You know, I didn't even pick up on i didn't even pick up on it really I'm disappointed in myself so that was not a good bit so good for you <laughs> yeah yeah she called him olivander uh when he was training her on how to uh alex to john as, as she was uh, he was training her on how to use the uh the weapon uh, and and control it with her mind um she was frustrated yeah she there's a little harry potter reference there which i thought was fun yeah. uh people on twitter seem to enjoy that too I like that. Um, I thought the actually all of the Alex and Kara stuff was par excellent. This episode. yes, like you know the the at the beginning of the episode and the end of the episode and their shift, like their dynamic shift in like room temperature and tone and everything mm. like that was was really really strong. It actually felt like it was almost like a sigh of relief or a breath of fresh air. Like oh, that, look at them having the fun. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I don't know how to be on a date. You know, like what if I forgot? I know. Like, yeah, like asking classic. for an, a, outfit advice and all those things. Just sort of like the the Danvers sisters dynamic is like comfort food. You know, mm. it's just it's wholesome. It's it's warm and cozy, much like Campbell's soup. Um, please sponsor us. It's uh, much. <laughs> <laughs> Right, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm just drinking this delicious tomato soup mm. from Campbell's. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, yeah, it, it, but really, it is. It is. It's just like warm and and homey and fuzzy and and just like makes you feel, um, makes you feel good. So yeah, I, I love the two of them together. And anytime we get that, and there was some particularly good stuff uh, in this episode with them. What did you think of uh, the what little we got to see of Kara and William's date? I thought it was cute, but I don't know if super strength equals pool skills. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. Like, is it just was it strength or was it just like she's 
just super acuteness yeah like she can see the angles perfectly <laughs> or something yeah i guess it very well could be that you know it takes a lot of physics know-how how to catch things correctly and fly and everything like that so people don't take that into account but you know like wind curvature and how fast she needs to be to catch this thing for this thing to happen and blah 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 so um so anyway so i i i thought it was cute i actually really liked the way william reacted to things it felt very one of the, there was a laugh he did that felt so natural where he was just having the time of his life but I don't think they make a good couple. Yeah, I didn't get a lot of chemistry from them on that date. Um, no. And we really didn't see, like, any of it. We just saw that, like, very quick, cute, but quick scene of them uh, playing pool. And it was a little awkward how then we saw them after the date, and they didn't talk about the date. So we didn't see if the date went well, really. And then right. we just see them, like, sort of back at work. It was a little. That was a little bit of an awkward... Yeah. Uh, that might have been that could have been a cut for time kind of thing. Probably, probably. Like they, and, and I, I, yeah, I would have liked to have seen more of it because it was cute. It was, it was fun. Um, I do think it was. It's like I love how Kara is. A, she's just like a very simple, to happy, easy to please person. Like all she needs is like takeout at home with her sister, right? Like some mm-hmm. some pot stickers or pizza and a glass of wine with her sister, and she's good. And and similarly, like on a first date, they just like went to this bar, this like divey bar, and played pool, and like that was a good date. You know what I mean? Like I love that she's just so like. It's a normal person who just like likes simple things and it doesn't take much to, to to make her happy. Karaoke, things like that are, are all it takes right. to You know, well as she said she's from Midvale, you know, there's a pool hall in every corner. So which just made me think of uh, like the music man. Yes. And yes. he gets like snapping his way through, like, You got trouble, my friends. You got trouble. Trouble right, right here in National Midvale. City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh that's the next musical episode that needs to happen. There you go. Oh, man, I miss musical episode. We're due fun. for another one, I feel like. Now that they're on the same earth, come on. Oh, yeah. Even if it's just a whole episode of them just doing karaoke. There's like no... Yes. They're just like Great. all hanging out and like somebody gets a call like, oh, I gotta go fix this thing. And so like while somebody's singing a song, somebody's like solving a problem in the city and then like he speeds back and she's finishing a song. He's like, oh, I didn't hear it. And then like <laughs> Love turn, it. And then they swap back and they she goes solves a problem and blah, blah, blah. And then they finally do a duet together at the end. That would be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think we're, we're due for another musical episode. It's it's time. It's time. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe next season we can uh, we can do it again. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I loved seeing Nia hang out with Yvette because, I mean, she was intricate to the episode, but I just, it's nice to see people hang out with friends who are not from their places of employment or also superheroes. Like Nia, like, I had a life before I met all of you. Here she is. You know what I mean? Yes. This is part of it. You know, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and we've seen her, but we've seen Yvette before, but it was just nice to be kind of you know, reminded of them almost as people instead of like insulated bottle characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it built, it rounds, rounds out the characters. I, I really liked seeing Nia talk so much about like her community. Um, mm. and like, I wish we saw that more and more consistently, like instead of necessarily having so much of it in this episode to like drive the point home, I wish that there was more sort of, we would see Nia hanging out with other friends or talking about other friends or people in her community more consistently so that it was like a world building thing. But I thought they did a good job with it in this episode. And I, I 
would like to see more of that just to as you say like to round her out as a character and make her show all the different dimensions um that she has yes i i agree i think that's just a i think i I know you know this but that's definitely a time thing you know like when you only have so many players on the board and whatever else you kind of have to smush everybody into one episode but this will stand as a this episode stands as a nice reminder of of things you know and so like Sometimes you need like the big push episode to then remind us in smaller ways throughout the rest of our time, if that makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I think that's a good point. Uh, I loved Jean becoming Alexo armor for uh, for Alex's training. Like I like. Yes, the, uh, that was cool. Yeah, it, to, to actually to speak to Harry Potter uh, before it kind of reminded me of. Um, Lupin using a bug art to train Harry how to use, like, you know, with the Dementors to use a Patronus. It was like, oh, well, I mean, if you fight me, you might hold back, so I'll look like a suit, I'll look like a Lexo suit of armor. Right. There's that Kevorkian coming in with, like, the practical good use of special effects. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he always, he's very good at deploying those things very, very strategically. Yeah, um, even the even the Dominator at the beginning was Yeah, excellent. That that we we haven't seen that in a long time, right? Like that long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so that exactly, yeah. All those things are very very cool. He he drops in these really fun little morsels um, because he knows that they can do it. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, do you have another good bit? Um, I, I I'm my my good bits list was a little on the shorter side this time, and it looks like you and I have a lot of the same ones. So why don't we just keep powering through together? Okay, that sounds good. Um, I liked it. Was nice. It was nice to see Jean doing his detective thing with Alex. It's not really a good bit so much as the whole episode, but like he opened this detective agency thing, and that's yeah. kind of like a part of his character from the comics and all this stuff. And it was just cool to see him actually doing it. Agreed. Uh, here's to seeing more of that. Mm-hmm. Love and it. to see him doing it with Alex. Yeah, that was great. There was good tag teaming uh, across the happening, like when. Um, she um she's knocked Richard out with the gun, like and 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 then John was immediately there to be like, and boom, and now you're against the wall. Welcome back into this world. Right. That was cool. Yes. That was cool. Uh hilarious when Kelly was explaining video games to Alex. <laughs> like they're NPCs. What's an NPC? Oh, well, an NPC is a non playable character. Yeah. I just oh, it was so funny. So funny. Just I, that felt to like they were looking at that script, going, oh, "Do we have to explain this?" Yeah, I know, I know. Explain this. Well, I guess we have to, just in case. Just in case, but hilarious, very. Um, and uh, not so much a, a good bit necessarily, but there was a lot of opening up in this episode. Mm. There was opening up at the beginning, kind of like everybody kind of had a a bit of a moment to to reveal themselves, but in a um. But not, but in a way that nobody was hurt at the end, mm. which I also, which I really appreciated. This was a we're there for each other kind yeah. of opening up, and, and I like that. That's one of the things I love about the show the most is people connecting, and you know, it's such a dichotomy to like the way that say like Lena feels when like somebody opens up and she like closes in, and then you have like we're so shown the opposite of that, like what friends and support really can do for one another. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I like that mm-hmm. very much. I love that. I love it. this show. Does that so well? 
Yeah. And now, Frank, this is not a good bit necessarily, but it was certainly a whoa bit that we learned that Jeremiah is dead. I know. Uh, do you think that's a misdirect or do you think it's true? I Well, I kind of laughed when I heard it because we were just last week said that Dean Kane didn't want to come back. Or I know. They didn't want him to come back or something like that. And now he's dead. Yep. So Jeremiah, yep. not Dean Kane. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I to clarify. So I kind of giggled. I was like, <laughs> we were just talking about our Jeremiah was a was a cyborg song last yeah. week. Now he really was a cyborg. Was was. I think it's for good. Probably real. Um, yeah, I think it's probably real. Hurts Frank. Everybody <laughs> hurts. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, that was a shock. It was a shock and, and funny timing because we've just been talking about it. But um, yeah, it sounds like Dean Cain either doesn't want to or maybe they don't want him back. There's some political stuff there. Um, so that's maybe that's just them officially putting a nail in the coffin. No pun intended. It being like, you know what? He's not coming back. And here's how yeah, we're going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, know, I, he, I really think it's I think it's that. But I wonder if we're going to see because next week doesn't seem to be dealing with it, but maybe it no. will. But I, I'm not sure. Maybe. Maybe. You know, but, yeah. It could be a misdirect because we didn't even, like, we didn't even see mom, right? So, so we didn't I mean, see Helen Slater. We, we didn't even hear her. You'd think they're going back to Midvale for, like, a funeral or something, right? Or to be with mom or something. You would think so. But although maybe they are dealing with it, you know, and we'll touch upon that when we get to yeah, trailer yeah. TV talk. Actually, I, yeah, um yeah, so, true, anyway. true. Without spoiling next week, actually, I have one last good bit. I did remember um, a kind of a big one, uh, a, a, a very rich one, I think. Um, the Did you see that when Alex went into the, um, went into the, like, lobby uh, before she uh, was going to be... yes. In the VR. Um, yeah, her choices. Yeah. Her choices. Did you notice what some of those were? I'm going to send you a link right now so we can look at this together to check your there iMessages. There was her as a mom. Um, her there was as a mom. There was a mom. There was her as Supergirl. Yep. Um, there was... There was one of her as a doctor, which I think is a shout yep. out to her character from Grey's Anatomy. Um. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. I did because she is a doctor, so maybe she like you know like just true, true. She is an MD. On, that's right. That's right. She's a doctor too. That's, I'd forgotten that. That's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And then there's I don't one know that what the the one all the way on the left side where she's just kind of standing there in a I don't, coat or something. I'm not sure what that is. Um, I don't know, but the symbol around it doesn't necessarily mean anything because it's just the alternating pattern. Uh, yeah, I can't tell what that is. I mean, it kind of looks like some like one of the uh, various lanterns, you know, like a like an orange lantern or something like that. It does, but it's the same one is behind her when she's Supergirl, when she's her version. Of oh, Supergirl. is it? So, yeah. oh, yeah, you're right. It is. It is. So maybe it's just yeah. a sort of a generic. Back, she. Backdrop. It actually looks like one of her flashback episodes, like one of her. Um, you know, when she like before she went to school, before she was recruited by the DEO, that kind of thing. So maybe it's just a call to a less crazy life. Maybe just she never but, joined the DEO and she just, mm-hmm. yeah, like stayed in Midvale or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it's all these different realities. And I, I think, um, you know, without giving away too much about next week's episode for people who haven't watched the trailer, I think that um, one of these things that we saw here may be a... Um, 
a clue as to what next week's episode is going to be about. Mm. I'll leave it at that. We'll talk about yes. that more in uh, in uh, uh, trailer TV talk towards the end. In, indeed. indeed. Um, would you like to... Uh, do we have any Professor Comics Corner? Uh, not uh, not really. Yes, but not really. There was um, a reference to Opal City. Jean shows up and he's like, bam, Opal City. I'm in it. And Opal City is a city in Maryland, which is so unusual that in the DC Universe where they actually say where the city is, um, one of the fake cities. But it's just uh, the home of Starman since the 90s because nice. Starman used to be in Gotham City and then in the um, and then in Zero Hour which was a 90s comic event uh, Starman got rerouted to Opal City I know the superheroes have shown up there from time to time hmm. but I wonder if it, they used Opal City because the show Stargirl is coming I wonder if that's related yeah although isn't that on a different earth didn't we see her on a different earth, earth? It, is, it is a different earth but I I don't know if that extremely matters because, say, like Gotham City exists in this universe sure, and sure, Metropolis sure. and all that stuff, but it also exists in the Titans universe. So okay. I don't know if that makes a huge difference. Maybe it's just dropping names for the sake of dropping yeah, names. Yeah, probably. Yeah. There's a star man waiting in the sky. He'd mm-hmm. like to come and see us. Yeah. Uh, I was interesting with Bowie's song. All right, cool. So that's Opal City. That's a neat, that's a neat little reference. I always love those little references, especially when they're sort of done by the by in that way. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. So that's Professor Comics Corner, and I guess that now leads us to Storytime Village. Storytime Village. It's the best. Frank, there was a lot happening in Storytime Village. I actually was able to utilize all four themes this week. Boom, 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 boom. Dark Side of Tech and the Secrets and Trust and Shades of Villainy and the Integrity of Journalism. Um, which was not a big one, but you know what? It still matched up. So let's talk about this reliance on technology, the dark side of tech, and let's start with Angus. Okay, uh, this guy who they all of these are definitely all going to blend into one another. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of overlap as, as we move. So let's start with Angus, this guy who was almost trapped inside VR. He couldn't get out. He was stuck in the North Pole, and he he kind of takes he kind of takes that. They're not. See, this is the one. This is this is where this four out of five instead of five out of five. Where I got confused between Angus and Richard. Ah, and for yeah, I thought yeah. they were the same person for a while, and then I was like, oh no, they're two guys that just look a lot alike. Who are ones u- utilizing Obsidian's VR stuff to to keep people there, and that happened to Angus, but he's not responsible for the things. That, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, it really should all kind of blend in together, maybe, but it's not, and I was a little confused by that. Yeah, I was a little confused by who was the victim and who was the uh, the baddie um, yeah. in a similar way. Because, yeah, for a, a bit, I was like, oh, oh, so he, oh, Richard did that to him. Okay, now I'm tracking. Got it. All right, I'm back. But it took yep. me a bit. Yes, that's, that's, where, I, that's where I fell yeah. into confusion as well. But Angus it goes. He is in the online identity deception category, right? And I, I think that he's the the trans hater, right? He's the mm-hmm. the the phobe, as we'll call him, the transphobe. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, I, even though it goes to an extreme here in the you know, like I want you know, dream to stop being a superhero and all that stuff, like. All of the stuff that he does to get to that point, to, to reach that message in the episode, is so very authentic. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, like the whole the whole thing with him of 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 like the whole identity online identity, you know, fake identity thing. Um, it all it all like connects. It connects really well with both storylines that we have with with Nia's and Yvette's storyline, and then with the uh, Obsidian uh, storyline as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all it, it connects very well, and I mean he he. I want. I, there's this thing in in um. There's this thing in literary theory called the male gaze. I don't know if you've ever oh, yes. heard of it. Yes. yes. Of okay. Course. Great. So yeah, it's it's um. People who don't know the male gaze is that like men can look anywhere on a video screen. Like and so if like Supergirl is standing there, like uh, you could just stare at her legs if you wanted to because she's there and she and she's not in front really in front of you and so she can't stop you there's no rudeness of this and that translates itself into people's real actions in real life because right. they get so used at gazing on the tv screen on your phone or whatever that then they start to gaze in real life mm-hmm. and so and his big thing angus's big thing in this episode is that he kind of was gazing that he was he had this thing that dreamer like he's like dreamer tricked us you know she was supposed to be the girl next door but you know apparently she's not Mm -hmm. because she's Mm -hmm. trans or whatever so yeah and that and that's where his like righteous anger comes from where he feels his righteous anger, right right i should say yeah i just thought this was i thought this was well done and not being connected to the community he felt like an authentic person to me yeah like I yeah. see pe- like you see people react this way to certain things. Absolutely, you see people react that way. Yeah. And and it's so, you know, for one thing, he's also like he's being deceptive about his identity. Um right. intentionally where uh he's he's doing the very thing he's accusing other people of doing where people he's accusing uh of of, you know, she's pretending to be the girl next door or whatever. Um these are people who are trying to embrace their 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 true self not not fool other people uh whereas he's actually actively trying to fool other people to then be able to hurt them uh so he's actually doing the very thing that he's accusing uh, other people of doing and and doing it for malicious reasons whereas obviously people he's he's uh uh who he hates are, are not trying to hurt anyone um so yeah i felt like that was a very a very a pretty realistic um portrayal of of the types of things you actually hear people say and and see them do um when they have this kind of attitude absolutely and the i mean he is he he wants he he loves superheroes because they stop crimes and yet here he is committing the crimes but i I didn't but i I liked that it wasn't like a a now i've got to blow up the city because dreamers here or something like that it's so specific to her and personal it's targeted and it targeted and but it's a real a realistic target and i think that it takes guts on a superhero show to like get that to not go the overblown yeah um, supervillain route because that could we could have easily gone in that direction but then it wouldn't have felt like anything it just would have felt like another guy that was terrible the end exactly and this is a thing that actually happens people get targeted Uh, trans people get targeted trans women of color get targeted more uh, at at a disproportionate degree and yvette uh, noted that and then and Mm -hmm. mentioned that and that's why she was like ready to give up um so it's I, i think it's really important that they're using their platform to bring um 
a spotlight to these issues, and that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm hoping we can um, have some discussions and have some you know some some uh, reactions um, from people who are actually affected by this kind of violence, um, if and as much as they're willing to talk about it, because I think it you know we can use our platform for good as well. Well, speaking of platforms, I like that you said that because Yvette talks about wanting to delete all of her social media accounts and her presence after she's tricked and attacked and all of this stuff. And it's Nia that says to her, um, they want to erase us, so we need to shine even brighter. That's right. And I thought that was good because that's a comp- – so because she tells Kara early in the episode, she's like, no hope speech will fix this. Yeah. And then Kara comes in with the hope speech, which I which I enjoyed. Um, you know, so she's like, aha, hope speech actually does work, just so yeah. you know. Yeah. But then Dreamer then takes what she thinks doesn't work and then delivers her own version of that to to Yvette on a you know, like a small scale. And I thought all of that worked really powerfully for Nia's character, for the episode, for the larger community, and Yeah. It was yeah. Yeah. I mean this this show their like core like vision statement or or whatever you want to call it their motto is hope help and compassion for all right and that's meant to be seen as supergirl's um motto as a character but also the show itself mm-hmm. and and nia and dreamer being you know in a sense supporting character um in support of 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 supergirl at least in the in the in the um context of this show she's a supporting character she learned that lesson of of hope, help, and compassion. Right? She she was able to see how giving a hope speech, um, while it doesn't materially uh, change the fact that you know Yvette was a, a, a victim of violence, um, it does um, send a very important message, and it gives Yvette the hope uh, and the help and the compassion that she needs to be herself and to, as Nia says, to to shine even brighter. Um, right. So I, I love that. I love that. And it's very just it ties in really nicely with the overall uh, message of the show. You're, you're absolutely right, because Dreamer in this episode dips towards villainy in that, you know, like she wants to take this guy out. You know, she it's not a justice thing. It's a revenge thing. It's mm-hmm. It becomes very personal for her because, as she tells Kara later, she feels very overwhelmed um, by everything Um you know, she says, I'm so overwhelmed, and this guy just triggered everything. Yeah. And and so he becomes the face of hatred for her, and she feels that she needs to stop that. And that's part of one of those opening up things that uh, we talked about earlier. Do you think that do you think that this is something that Dreamer will move past or something that she will dwell on? I do think she's gonna I do think she's gonna move past it. I think she will need to get through as many heroes do, right? They go through this period of needing to dip towards the dark side, be tempted by the dark side, be tempted by, you know, wanting to eliminate your enemies. Um and that can go very, very badly. You can turn into um more of a um agent liberty type of character um if if it's uh, if if things don't go well for you you end up more like ben did last season you end up becoming agent liberty um or you get brought back to the light side uh and you you know realize that what Kara was saying that like killing isn't the answer violence just begets more violence and so trying to have revenge isn't going to give you what you want isn't going to help ultimately i think that's where nia will will net out you know she may go through a, a period of trial but she'll net out on the on the right side 
Great connection to Ben. I hadn't really thought about going that far back, but I did think about Brainy when he first met Nia being like, so like, oh, you're a dreamer, you know, like you're this big deal. So I always think that no matter right. how dark it might get for Nia, she's going to end up okay. That's true, too. We kind of know what her future will be. Yeah. You're right. And even, I mean, that could have changed because of crisis and things like that. But, you know, I think it'll 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 work out, yeah. which is nice. Hope, hope and compassion and stuff. Frank, let's talk about Alex, shall we? Alex. Alex, because she's training with the hand of the soldier, which is very difficult for her. You know, she's she's supposed to rely on this technology, but now she feels like she's over-relying on it because she can't get it to work. So now it's giving her crippling self-doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and that's that's part of the dark side of tech too, where you just rely on it so much that all of a sudden you're like, like like even just something as stupidly simple as like you don't have service on your phone, and you're like, well, what do I, what right. do I, what do I do with myself? Like I, I'm just I just can't sit outside and watch a bird for a little while. It's <laughs> too it's too much. I know, I know. Yeah, it's true, and it it gives her like it it, it skews your sense of reality. Um, in, in, in a way, I mean, VR definitely does, but but even the hand of the soldier um, uh, will uh, will skew your sense of reality, and it probably gives her, makes her wonder, like, am I not good enough? Am I not strong willed enough to make this thing, like, you know, turn into the weapon I want it to be? Or mm-hmm. you know, when she couldn't get the shield, um, it's like, come on, now of all times, like, I need a shield. Um, sure. You know, I, there's I even. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, there's just that that creates all sorts of self doubt and probably makes her wonder if she's as good um, a soldier as she thought she was, right? I mean, people might even be looking at that or feel this way, like coming up with the you know working from home and all these quarantines and all that stuff. Like people are like who might not be comfortable working from home or figuring out this computer system or like doing like this might start to question themselves because they are like forced to or like feel they need to rely on this technology that might. Fail, be failing them and you know and but that doesn't mean that you're any less good at your job right because like you know because the file system doesn't work as good at home as it does you know in the office right so. just because you have difficulty using a particular tool and in this case the hand of the soldier is a tool uh that doesn't make you any less good in your abilities um it might just mean you need to learn how to use this tool but but it doesn't make you any less good at your job no no not at all not at all. I mean, and Alex kind of comes to that a bit in this episode. Not fully, completely. She definitely, the self-doubt bit is still there because even by the end, she the hand of the soldier is not working for her. Jean's like, you know, let's just, you know, let's just take a break. It's got to, it's got to mold with you, you know? Yeah, you're, it's got to bind to your DNA or whatever he said. Right. I love that it kind of looks like a um, web shooter. It totally, totally looks like a Spider-Man web shooter. Yeah, I like that. Uh, that's cool design. You know what? Actually, because it's difficult for her, I feel that it's it's not just like a catch-all, like, oh, she can do anything now. I like that it's difficult. Yes. Because it, it all of a sudden it would make her incredibly powerful to have this thing where mm-hmm. she's like, and a, a grenade, and a this, and a this. And it'll be cool to watch her in action when she does get to that level, but... Um, I mean, of course, I speak to this as her sister, Supergirl, but, you know, sure, whatever. Sure. But know. but I mean, I when it was introduced last week, I was a little nervous because I thought this could be a deus ex machina. This could be just sort of like all of a sudden everything is fine. You know, like a, a, a catch all, like you said, of just, you know, 
whatever solution you need, this is it. Um, and that could very quickly get overdone. So I like that they're making her work for it and that she mm-hmm. needs to learn how to use it. It's not easy. She's, re- you know, it's not like by the end of this episode, she mastered it. Um, I'd like to see that go on for a bit longer before she's like really good at it. Mm-hmm. I would too. I would too. Uh, let's talk about Trevor and Richard. Okay. You know, these, these two people. So Trevor is having an affair, Secrets and Trust, blah, 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 mm. with Richard's wife, Jennifer. And But it's all virtual, so Jennifer doesn't really see it as an affair. She thinks it's fine. Is, it's just all fun and games. It's all fun and games because we've never met in real life. And I'm like, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah, but, I don't know about that. But you don't want to tell your husband, therefore you're ashamed of it. Right. Therefore, right. it's probably not something you should be doing. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. Trevor's very jealous. So I wonder if he's also prone to... Violence, like violence. physical violence. It, yeah, it's, it's very possible. This this episode went to some dark places. We saw some physical violence towards towards women in this episode. Yeah, and, and so it's it, that is it is possible. So so Trevor is being held captive in this VR escape room because Richard found out about the affair. You know, mm-hmm. whatever else. And but to me, this is like. Kelly's like, oh, people can create whatever they want, and it's fine, and then we'll only look at it later. And I'm like, what kind of fail-safe is this? What terrible company is this that you just, like, people can customize things and block people out and all this stuff? And I'm like, this is terrible. What? Uh, you like? All Everybody in this, in this show who is dealing with VR, I don't think anyone understands how serious the implications are, and it is, it is not, it is not well-regulated. Uh, uh, like even last week, Lena being sort of like, "Wow, I didn't realize that my uh, my, my nano cherry could have p- negative negative side effects to it." And then like with this, being like, "Wow, it, you know, yeah, people create their own worlds, but we'll just you know we index it whenever we can." Like, what if someone is making I don't know a torture chamber, uh, right. for instance? It's not Minecraft here, They're right? Like, you know, like oh, someone can make a castle. Like, no, no. No, like insane, insane. It's almost Frankenstein-esque where like I can do a thing, so I'm going to do it and I will not think about that thing until after it's done and then immediately regret my decision and then continue to mess everything up afterwards, even though it's my fault. One might say they were so concerned about whether they could, they didn't stop to think about whether they should. Ooh, thank you, Dr. Malcolm. Yeah, no, Dr. Grant. Ooh, you quoted Dr. Grant. That was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. Life finds a way. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. But all those, all of these scientific advancement stories, you know, like and not thinking about, not thinking about the repercussions. They're all Frankenstein. Every yeah. single one yeah. of them. Yeah, absolutely. I see it. Yep. And so you, you're darn right. You should see it, Frank, because that was the first one. That's where That's it came right. from. I'm teaching Frankenstein right now. That's why it was on my. Mm. It was in my brain. Got some Mary so. Shelley on the brain. I do. Well, she's always, she, I mean, she's always back there, yeah. you know, just poking at my brain with a little stick. Plugging just, away. Yeah. Hey, it's me. It's Mary. How <laughs> you doing? <laughs> anyway, um, I loved, this is kind of a good bit, but wrapped up into it. I liked when they kind of, Alice kind of found Richard in front of him and he was like, this is my house. And she's like, and this is my gun. That was cool. That was cool. Go, Alex. Yeah. That was great. Um, but so then you get Richard kind of trapped in this VR world, right? You know, like cause Alex shoots him with the st- stun gun hand of the soldier, 
whatever. And then he's like dead, but not dead. But then Leviathan, Margot from Leviathan comes in and she's got all these suspended bodies from everywhere. But are they dead? Are they not? Are they going to be Omax? Are they going to be? Yes. What was that? What do you have yeah. a theory or, or just questions? Um, I more have questions. Me too. Though I feel like we're heading towards some kind of zombie plague thingy because that will be a. I can't hurt them because they're real people. But are they real people anymore? Like mm. one of those superhero dilemmas. You know that'll be that'd be something. I feel like we've seen something similar to that already. I think of the first season actually, uh, we saw something very similar to that. So, yep. I'm not sure. And then I thought Omax, which is, you know, like a Max Lord, like people turning into robots and then they're not people anymore and whatever else. But I feel like we're getting Omax and Wonder Woman 1984. So, yeah, OK, I am. I'm hesitant to say that we will also see them on Supergirl. Fair. I think that's fair. They're probably not going to do both in the same year. No, no. But I'd love to see some Omax. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I hope we get them in Wonder Woman, honestly, if we don't get them here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Cool stuff. Look up some Omax later. Um, but Frank, I think uh, I think we we kind of wrapped up all of the all of the themes, except for the integrity of journalism. I liked that after Nia tells Kara, kind of she kind of opens up like this is kind of a big deal and nobody talks about it. Just FYI, I got to go deal with this on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I very much enjoyed William and Kara actually doing some reporting on it. Yeah, they were like, oh hey. It's not just about us, and, mm-hmm. but they, they're both like William, even especially says it like my job is to report the truth. Even if I put myself in danger, so blah, 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 blah. I enjoyed even as like a total side, like totally side story. It didn't even super impact the plot. It was just like characters learning about something that they weren't open to before to help them understand somebody else's point of view. Yes. Yes. That was good. William being a great example of like like he was he was talking about the statistics uh, and how how so many of those murders are like underreported because people are at at the scene of the crime or misgendered things like that like explaining all the facts around that and how we're gonna we're gonna do a story and report on this because it needs to be reported on Um, that felt like a very a very um, just in in keeping with the tradition of like the Superman family. for generations now of of you know fighting the clan in the 40s and fighting transphobia today like stopping injustice wherever it is and, and raising awareness of those things um in very just sort of like hey this is the thing that actually happens and like whether it's the daily planet or catco you know we're going to report on it um bringing those real life things into this into this uh, um fictional world um and using again using the platform to to raise awareness of something that happens in the real world i think is great i think it's great it just felt very natural flow from from you know decades of superman sort of doing the same thing yeah that's a great point i hadn't really thought about superman specifically tackling current world events like the clan and things like that in the 40s and even now there's a clan book Mm -hmm. like right now that's being published unfortunately relevant again yep yeah, so that is a that's an excellent excellent point. I also really liked Brainy like aiding the police at the end being like, "Hey, I can tell that you're not really doing the thing you're supposed to be doing. So, we take this very seriously, so here you go." Mhm. Mhm. I thought that was good because Brainy started to slip into if you notice he started to slip into 
um, some type of emotive form mm-hmm. where he, he actually did. felt things and he's like, oh, that's terrible. And then he was like, oh, nope. Uh, I mean, like, that must himself. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He checked himself. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I like that. This is a, a little side tangent. Why doesn't the director of the DEO have an office at the DEO? I know. He's just in the middle of the room there looking at her upswipes uh, profile. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Why is he just in the... It reminds me of there's an episode of Parks and Rec where, where Ron Swanson gets like a circular desk so people can yes. see him from every side. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's just spinning from the middle. Yeah. It's almost King Arthur-esque. Like, no, no, no. We all sit at the round table. Yeah. But, yeah. Only, but King Arthur also had another place to go. Yeah, right. Like... It's so strange. Just like Lex Luthor working in the conference room. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just like, like boo, 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 I'm in charge, but in I don't a, have an office. In a co-working space, just like with everybody else. It's just open floor plan. <laughs> it's so strange. So strange. But, Frank, I think that's pretty much it for, uh, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. Yeah, uh, that's it for themes. like to add? Um, no, just that, you know, there's obviously, it's, it was a very, there's some difficult um, uh, subject matter that I, I think you or I don't have the personal experience to really um, bring to the table. So that's why I'd like to get some other other experiences. Um, so I'll, I'll say it one, one more time, uh, mail at SuperGirlTVTalk.com if you want to share anything, um, uh, because we want to we hear from all of you. Um, I think we're ready to talk about the trailer, unless you have anything else to add. Um, no, unless you just want to tell people where they can find us and stuff. That's it. Uh, you can find us if you don't want to hear about next week's episode. You can find us at SupergirlTVTalk.com, at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. Uh, we're on all of the podcast platforms, uh, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or Overcast, uh, whatever your cup of tea is, we are there. Uh, please support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash ThoughtBubbleAudio. Um, throw us a couple bucks here and there and help us keep the lights on and keep the, uh, keep the podcasts going. Us and all of our sister shows over on the Thought Bubble Audio Network. Um, at TV Supergirl on Twitter, Supergirl TV Talk on Instagram, and mail at SupergirlTVTalk.com if you want to email us. think that covers all of the relevant plugs. Why don't we get into Trailer TV Talk? Trailer TV Talk for episode 16. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, quote, needs a break from reality, arguably maybe dealing with Jeremiah's death, you know, which is what we talked about that connection earlier. Yep. Uh, and so she's, you know, she's fed up with, you know, she's already filled with some kind of self doubt because of the because of the hand of the soldier, and it's not working for her. And now she finds out her dad's dead, but she doesn't know why, or we don't know why yet, and like all this different stuff. And so she needs a break from reality, uh, and so she goes into the VR realm, and she it seems that she chooses the "I'm going to be Supergirl" realm. Looks like it. Yeah, that we saw that we saw in her uh, her menu of uh, of different options to pursue. Yeah, and it looks like she's going to get stuck there, become a little nutso, you know, a little too comfortable. People are going to try to get her out. But I feel like this week's episode, where there's a lot we're not looking at in next week's episode based on this trailer. Um, I think so. so I, I think the Jeremiah stuff has to. I mean, like, maybe they take one week off from it, but, like, it, it feels like maybe she, that's part of what she's escaping. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's part. Maybe his death is rela- related to Leviathan. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know, Frank. I don't know. There's so many questions, but but there we have it. Do you That's think we'll the... get any more Leviathan answers from uh, Granny Goodness there? Uh, Margo? Um, I heard a character's name is Margo. Actually, I did look it up. No, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Granny Goodness. 
I'm kidding. Okay, Granny I'm kidding. I don't actually think she's Granny yeah. Goodness. <laughs> I know. She'd be a good one, though, if she was. Yeah. She'd be a great Granny Goodness. Um, I, I don't... I don't know. I think it's interesting that, like, people responded to Margot since, like, you know, since her appearance at the finale of last season. And, like, she kind of went away. Like, they had different plans for Leviathan. But then post-crisis, they were like, nope, Margot's better. She's back. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I don't know how much is going to get wrapped up because, as as you know, the, the Supergirl has suspended production because of uh, because of COVID nineteen, and they were not finished with the finale yet. So we're going to get a a shorter season. Most of the shows, I think, were in the midst of their finales, and yeah. so I I think that we're it's only going to be an episode or two short. I think but. so. I had heard that they might be doing some brief reshoots for a couple of days before they shut down production completely. Mm. So I wonder if those reshoots will be like, here's a, you know, here's a couple of new pages to, to end the script more quickly. We're going to do some, you know, shoot a couple of pickups, whatever we need to do to wrap up the story and, and we'll call it a season. So we'll probably, yeah, like you said, probably an episode or two shy of the, maybe we get 20 or 21 instead of 22. Right, I don't know. I wonder how that's going to end up affecting Supergirl with Melissa's pregnancy. I know because they were going to they were supposed to roll right into season six for a couple a couple of weeks, but now it doesn't. I don't doesn't look like they're going to be doing that. But they might still be writing all of them because they like because a lot of um, there's a lot of work from home yep. kind of things don't don't gather. But you know, like you know, the writer's room isn't two, 25 people strong or whatever, you know. And so. they can do that virtually, right? You, you yes, can, exactly. can You can do that over, over Skype. I mean, may, probably not as productive, but but still you can do it. You can have a conference right. call or Skype or FaceTime or whatever instead of being in the same physical room. Right. Um, so, and they can write from home, as you, to your point. Yeah, so, so they can at least continue that side of things, mm-hmm. but the filming side maybe maybe all these shows will have to do half seasons to make up for to make up for lost time or just or just start the the season later uh it remains to be seen i think that there's going to be some ripple effects from from this for a while though clearly like season six won't won't be able to start production when they wanted to and that's with her pregnancy and everything that's that's going to make scheduling um challenging um i wonder about the other shows as well we've heard that superman and lois once this um, production halt ends. Superman and Lois Lane will will go right into full series production, um, but who knows when that will be? Who knows what impact that has on the other um, other shows? It's uh, it's it's unclear. It's unclear what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I suspect they will probably will. We might still we might still get a full season season six, but maybe it's going to have to start later. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. So, but I don't know. Well, until then, know. we will we will be watching the rest of the season. Until then, so we'll we'll find out. That's uh, right. But Frank, but Frank, this was uh, lovely as always. So happy to be here with you, but not really because we're away from each other. Yes, I'm I'm happy yeah. to be socially distanced from you. Indeed, indeed. Well, Frank, uh, until next time, up, up, and away.